There's plenty to celebrate in March and craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 live march 20th from the edge at hudson yards in new york city Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Bring spring color inside this season with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with bare premium plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Commencement Speeches for the Class of 2020 is a production of iHeartRadio. Class of 2020, parents, faculty, rising graduates, welcome to commencement. You made it. This year is a little different, a difficult time to graduate because the traditional graduation day has been put on hold. So we're bringing it to you, wherever you are, because this is still your day, your moment. And now put your hands together. It's time to be inspired. This year's commencement speaker, the one and only Dr. Jennifer Ocker. I grew up hearing stories around the dinner table of people dying. For nearly all my life, my mother has volunteered at hospice. So we, as a family, would talk about how people die how to make the dying process easier, and what people wish for in the last days of life. We're what you call a really fun family. But being taught to see death as a normal part of life has its upsides. And over the years, I heard stories of love and meaning and purpose. But I also heard stories of regret, what people wish for in the last days of their life. I wanted to share with you the most frequently mentioned three. 
I wish I'd been less fearful of change and lived more boldly. I wish I'd laughed more and didn't take myself so seriously. And I wish I had the chance to say I love you one more time. Boldness, humor, and love. And because I'm an academic, I use this personal experience to justify running hundreds of research experiments that produced millions of data points, all focused on figuring out what really is meaningful in life, how that differs from happiness in life, and when and why we get it wrong. One reason this work is so important right now is because the regrets of the dying are not just about looking back to the past. They provide critical insight for our future, for your future. I teach a class on human-centered artificial intelligence. The number one reason why students take the class isn't to learn the technical aspects of machine learning, but to understand human well-being. To design AI that augments humans, we need to know what makes our lives meaningful in the long run, not just happy in the short run. To program a self-driving car, we need to solve the trolley problem. But to program a friendly AI, a superintelligence whose goals are aligned with ours, we need to understand the meaning of life. One student shared, I'm taking this class to better understand what is meaning, what is life, and what creates a meaningful life. That student got an A. In the age of COVID, these questions are more important than ever both because of the current circumstance, but also because of how our future of work and life will change. Examining the regrets of the dying provide a unique lens to understand how to approach the next chapter of your life because you will be the ones driving this change. First, boldness. People wish they were less fearful of change and lived more boldly. So how do we get over that? How do we be more bold? First, it helps to define bold, which is not fearless. Bold is about being open to change and growth. We're often boldest when we experience awe or when we perceive huge things that scare the shit out of us. Awe is a feeling of reverence that overwhelms you. It's all-encompassing. It takes over all of your thoughts and you are fully present with no room for anything else. You see the sunrise and that is all you see. You feel awe when you lose yourself in a piece of art, a film, the stars in the night sky, or in music. It fills you with beauty, but it is sometimes negative. It can be a terrible beauty. Awe is different than other emotions. Your physical face changes, your eyes get bigger, your eyebrows rise, and your jaw drops, and there is an audible inhale. With that comes a neurological shift, Awe opens you up and resets you, shifting your awareness away from the day-to-day and altering how you understand the world. In studies, people were shown images that evoke awe, like Yosemite or the galaxy, versus images that evoke happiness, report being more open to new things and experiencing greater well-being. Think of the last time you experienced awe. Remember how it feels. These studies suggest that even remembering a story of awe creates an openness to change. Second, humor. People wish they let themselves laugh more and didn't take themselves so seriously. And remember, this is a regret people have at the most serious, meaningful part of their life. They wish they'd been laughing more. 
which is insanity because it's free. In a global study, 1.4 million people were asked whether they had laughed or smiled yesterday. For those who were 16, 18, 20, the answer was yes. And then suddenly, around age 22, the answer was no. Basically, right when we enter the workforce, we fall off a humor cliff. We stop laughing and we don't start again until we retire. Don't worry, it picks back up around 60 or 70, so you're going to be fine. But that's 47 too serious years. So what solves this? Be more generous with your laughter. In our class at Stanford called Humor Serious Business, we give our students a humor audit, which is the most fun audit ever, where they track how many times they laugh in a week. The first week is devastating. A quote from a student, on Tuesday, I did not laugh once, not once. Who knew a class about humor could be so depressing? But by the end of the class, they experience a profound shift and report having much more laughter in their lives. It was more than becoming funnier. It was that they started becoming more generous with their laughter, simply noticing opportunities for humor that would have otherwise passed them by. And this mindset became a habit, expecting to be delighted rather than disappointed. And this class gets the same credit at Stanford Business School as financial accounting. We end the class with a quote by Bill Murray. If you can stay light and stay loose and stay relaxed, you can play at the very highest level. Don't be afraid to do what comes naturally. Fight the urge to be serious. Don't let it destroy the very thing that makes you, you. Last is love. Perhaps most of all, people wish they had the chance to say I love you one more time. It may seem odd to talk about love, especially right now, but that's only because we have misperceptions of what the concept really means. Love, particularly in America, is assumed to be romantic and sappy, save for a precious few. But love is broader and more dimensional. We have love for our family, our country, our planet and humanity. We need to expand our definition of it. We assume love is just a sentiment, but it shows up in our actions every day, even if you never say it. People feel love when they feel seen and valued. And the presence of love drives positive behavior. I want to take a pause and ask you to do something. Close your eyes. Now imagine someone who has loved you deeply. Imagine them standing in front of you. Take a deep breath in. Imagine the way they look at you, their eyes and their smile. And as you breathe out, notice how you feel right now. Imagine in their presence, you feel known, unconditionally loved. Okay, open your eyes. We ran a study where our subjects did this type of loving-kindness meditation. And then we asked them questions such as their definition of happiness. And those who do this meditation versus a meditation about their own unique strengths define happiness as meaningfulness, calmness, connectedness. And they behave differently, making choices that are more generous to others. Love reminds us what it is to be human. You are on your way. Congratulations. And as you move forward into this next chapter, I have three wishes for you. 
that each day is defined by one bold action. Look for it. That you learn to laugh easily and that you live with the knowledge that love is the most powerful motivating force in the universe. Build a life rooted in boldness, humor, and love. And I believe your life will be defined by love. No regrets. You can find a collection of incredible commencement addresses from all your favorite speakers at the Commencement Podcast on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.